Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Bros Pod is, of course, brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline continues to be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs, including pro and college hoops throughout the year. With up-to-the-minute odds, stats, and trends, you can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs with in-game live betting, contests, and all the best player props. Experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or your mobile devices. So head to BetOnline today to become part of the team, and remember to use promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline. The game starts here. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another version of Bill Roden on Sports. Um, I'm here still in Las Vegas, Jamal. You know, <laughs> you know I heard y'all had this a potential storm out in New York. I said, well, I think I'll just kind of stay out here for a couple more days. Then I'm going to go to Phoenix, you know, for good measure, just to make sure it all blows away. Um, but um, how are things going in, uh, you know, of course, you'll, you'll introduce our guest. We have the great Darren Smith joining us who survived the Super Bowl. Um, but uh, Jamal, what's going on out in Brooklyn? Nothing much, man. You know, uh, you got nothing to worry about. We got like two inches or something like that. Uh, Another disappointment. Yeah, the mayor, the mayor Eric Adams shut everything down. He shuts. He, he's you know there was no school for this two inches that fell. Uh, still, still didn't pick up my garbage though. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know what's going on out here in Brooklyn. But um, you're safe to come back. But I, you know, you, you can chill, Bill. It's cold though. It's still cold. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about Eric. Um, yeah. <laughs> But anyway, like you said, we got we got a great guest today. We're going to talk, of course, we're going to talk all things uh, Super Bowl. Had the big game on Sunday. Uh, Patrick Mahomes does it again. Uh, here to talk to us about all that is a guy that's been covering Mahomes probably, you know, definitely since he's been there. Uh, the great Darren Smith with KLKC Radio. Uh, thanks for joining us, man. Gentlemen, thank you so very much. It, it look. I have to call you guys out because we've been we've been buddies for a while. I've treated Mr. Roden to some Gates barbecue a couple of times here in Kansas City. And I didn't get this invitation last year when the Chiefs won. So so the fact that I had to get on Bill in Germany, like, yo, what am I gonna come on the podcast? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Had to have the Chiefs run it back again. So I thank you all so very much for having me. Yeah, that's right. He did, you know, yeah, we did talk about this, but here you are, Darren. We did talk about this in Germany. Yeah, you know, yes, sir. Yeah, and uh, it was interesting because you know a lot of people, a lot of people were kind of wondering whether or not Kansas City, you know, and and Miami, how that game was going to turn out, and whether or not it was going to be another one of those track meet type deals. And you know, Kansas City's defense, uh, you know, showed up and showed out that day. And and of course, um, you know, it to be honest, it was it wasn't until I think the the loss that the Chiefs suffered against uh, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders in Kansas City on Christmas kind of woke them up and snapped them back into shape and realized, yo, you all got a Super Bowl title to defend in a few weeks. Let's get things together. So, yeah, Patrick and them did what they were supposed to do. I talked to them and said, yo, I need y'all to make me look good now this postseason. I, got, I, don't, I don't pick y'all back to back. And they did just that. So you pulling for the team. See that? You know, now, I must say, I was pulling for them too because, you know – you know, well, that success is my success. So I mean, you know, I ain't stupid. <laughs> you know, yeah, I might well, not be, I might not be a fan of the organization, but their success, you know, works works well for me. Yeah, well, it worked well for me. I, you know, we all, you know, how it is you go into a game and we chose an angle. Yeah. And so my angle, you know, we had uh, Jason Reed, who was there, my colleague at Anscape, and he was oh, yeah. covering. He was going to write Mahomes win or lose his yeah. legacy and all that. Then uh, my colleague Martinzi. Uh, uh, you know, Martinsey was going to write about um, you know, all the black quarterbacks coming into the NFL and how the black quarterback is. So I thought, well, I'm going to write about Patrick Mahomes' social justice because, you know, he had this voice. Uh, he, he's one of the players who kind of raised his voice and 
my thing is that if he wins again, as his platform expands, will he help? Get lower. (laughs) Yeah, will he help NFL players regain their voice? So, of course, you know, it helps if he would win. So when the game was in the balance, I'm like, oh man, damn, I'm writing two leagues. Oh man, you know, how do I write this if he loses? Well, you know, I'm Brock Purdy, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I was I was going back and forth, man, until they got into overtime. So I said, whew, okay, well, at least we get a shot. And then, you know, the overtime, and I, I like to hear what you think about this, Darren. I mean, I know we're yes, we're we're for this this podcast will list, people will be listening to this on Thursday. But I'm sure there's still some debate surrounding it. But when uh, Kyle Shanahan decided to take the ball, I mean, you know, you know all that. Uh, I'm still going back and forth until the very end, even after you know they're driving, and then you know I forget what the big play was that got them into into uh, 49ers territory. I started to feel a lot better. Oh, and that then, that was Mahomes running for 19 yards. It oh, was, yeah, uh, Mahomes you know, ran. Yeah, yeah, he ran. ran you know, he was bringing it back. I said, "Oh, we can't in business now." Yeah, you know. Yeah, but yeah. So, so how? What is the? Um, again, like I said, we're three or four days removed from the Super Bowl. You're in Kansas City, Darren. Uh, is the barbecue still popping? Is is are people still talking about the Chiefs and still basking in the glow? Uh, yes. Now. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure if I can say because I don't know when this is going to air. So if I can talk as though, as past tense, I can tell you what's going on right now. If y'all really want to know, yeah, let's know. Let's know. Oh, is is the the parade is going on outside right now? Right now, you know, uh, right here, right now, currently. So, uh, yeah, the 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 barbecue is popping. Trust me when I tell you. Patrick Mahomes is a great role model, but man, I I, I really I, the, the only thing I hate about the parades is, is that it shows how much this man can can consume alcohol because he throws he throws on a lot of beer during these parades, man. He and everybody else, so he's not the only one. But man, they can these players can chug down some beer, <laughs> right, right. Uh, so so I'm just curious, Darren. First of all, how long have you been covering the Chiefs, the, the Mahomes Chiefs, the Mahomes Chiefs? Well, I've covered uh, mostly since he's been here, but uh, my 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 literally first time as a credential member of the media covering the Chiefs was the fall of 1993 as a sophomore oh, wow. in high school. Yeah, I was uh, uh, my high school basketball coach. I was a team manager, and you know, I would always during during practice, I'm reading my sports pages and stuff. Uh, you know, while, while basketball practice was going on, and so he, he just came over. Smith, he's a Hall of Fame for Smith. He said. Can't you never make it into the sports business of you know playing football or something? But I'm 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 gonna do something nice for you. I'm like, okay, go ahead. You know, I'm not putting two and two together. He calls up one of his uh, former players, who's the sports director at the local play, at the black radio station here at KPRS. Brings him up to his has him come up to school the very next day. Said, "Mr. Smith, I want him to intern on you." That was all he said. Next thing I know. I didn't realize that the guy that the guy knew who I was. That's what's going with the stuff that I used to. I thought about he could have been my father. I was like, yo, but he put him like that. But uh um, because he used to say my mom back in the day, I didn't know that. Um but he told me, he told me, he said next week, he said, You're gonna cover the Chiefs game with me. And I again I'm not putting two two and two together. He comes up that Friday of the following week, and here I have a credential for the Chiefs game. I'm at the Chiefs game, you know, saying that next week, and I'm eating lunch with, you know, with my man. I'm like, yo, this, I like this type of life, and, and it's been it's been like that ever since. Yeah. Mm. So what what has your relationship been with Mahomes since he entered the league until now? Um, what's what's been so been your working relationship with Mahomes? What kind of what kind of uh, person is he? You see him, you see him like kind of every week. We just see him. You know, at these sort of big moments. Yeah, well, we no, Mahomes, the end of the game. No, no, Mahomes is exactly what you see on television. Uh, I mean, I have a. Uh, I mean, he knows he knows my name, he knows who I am, stuff like that. So we go to the same barber shop, you know, and so I generally have a standing appointment where I get my hair cut before he does, um, and so you know, is it black? Is it black barber shop? Yes. It's called, it's called Purple Label. It used to be called Naps, but it's called Purple Label. Dewan Bonds is the team barber 
Uh, he's been the Chiefs barber. He cuts the heads for the Chiefs and the Royals for at least the last 15, 20 years from from, from my understanding. And, um, yeah, and, and me and Dewan are like like cousins. So we're so, so – yeah, so we have – so Mahomes and I, we've been – We've been in the same barbershop since he's been here. And, uh, I mean, just a nice guy. I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, wait a minute, man. Wait, you just dropped that. So, I mean, do they close the barbershop? Do they, like, have, like <laughs> – No, no, no. Well, well no, okay. So, 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 no. So, so up until up until last year, Mahomes would just come in, just like everybody else, you know, he'd come in through the back of the shop, sit down, get his hair cut. You know, if you're there, you know, you don't bother him. You know, he'll sign autographs, stuff like that. But now I think it 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 just depends it it depends on the schedule and depends on because the Chiefs schedule so so has been so crazy the last two years to where he'll come on a Monday now when the barbershop is closed and just get his hair cut in now you know depending on buys and stuff like that he'll still come on a Friday or or the day before the team leaves and stuff like that but other players come 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 during that time as well so uh, you know like this past week in Vegas they flew him out with the friends and family I think all day. Friday and Saturday, Dewan is just cutting their heads left and right. Like wow. so they, flew, so, they flew him out. They flew him out to the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They, 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 they've done that for every Super Bowl, wow. um, except wow. for the COVID, except for the COVID year. I got, uh, I got a question though. So, so does uh, does Kelsey get his hair cut there too? Does he get the fade yeah. that, that he invented? No, actually, Kelsey used to get his hair. Uh, Dewan used to cut his hair, but f- for whatever ghostful reason, he he stopped going to him. He doesn't. I mean. I, I used to ask myself, well, "Why he stop?" He said, "He just stopped coming." And so mm. somebody else got there. But all right, all right. Dewan, I mean, he needs to go back to Dewan. That's all I'm gonna say. But maybe Taylor Swift's hairdresser. Yeah, yeah he stepped yeah, up. I don't, know. I don't know, man. It, it, look, man, when when Dewan was cutting his head, you know, what I'm saying he was he he was with Kayla, and you know, and you know, he had all the swag that everybody talked about. You know, now he's Taylor Swift, and you know he looked like he could bring him home with Taylor Swift's parents. So, so you see a little, you see a little change, is, is what you're saying. A little change. Well, you see, I mean, I mean, he's looks, he's gruffy now. He's got the whole full beard stuff, so he's got you know, I almost don't recognize the man sometimes. So, <laughs> hey, 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 uh, uh, go ahead, Jamal. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to ask you because you know, yeah. since you you know, you've been there such a long time. You obviously been there since when when uh, Mahomes first got there, yeah. and. So let me ask you about that because I saw I saw an interesting video that was that was uh, recalling what what people were saying when when they first drafted Mahomes, like you know fa- famous takes at the time, and you know obviously no one expected him to do what he's doing now, but you know there were people who were criticizing the Chiefs for even drafting him back then. They were like, "Who is this kid?" Remember, he didn't play right away. Uh, you know, he sat for a year behind uh, Alex Smith, I believe. Yeah. Um, so. What do you remember about that time and expectations for him around that time? Oh, I can tell you exactly because uh, I didn't have a hot take at the time, but at the time before they drafted him, I thought I was on the record that I thought the Chiefs should uh, draft Deshaun Watson. But I had nothing to do with with any disrespect to Patrick Holmes. Granted, I cover the I cover KU football and basketball um, as well when I'm not you know when the Chiefs when I'm not. At a Chiefs game, we're covering the Chiefs. However, I didn't watch Texas Tech, and I didn't watch Patrick Mahomes as much as I did Clemson and you know just big college football. Now, Patrick Mahomes, I think the weekend he might have played KU, I might have been on the road or something covering covering the Chiefs. So I I, I wouldn't have been at that game, and so I just did not have enough awareness. And besides, if he's throwing a whole bunch of yards and the team is four and twelve or four and eight. I mean, it's like, okay, okay, you just, I mean, hell, a lot of quarterbacks can, can throw a lot of yards and, and your team sucks because you're not doing anything. But Sean Watson, at that time, the last two seasons, he played in the national title game, lost the one the year before, and then won, uh, won that year. And he was a finalist for a high spin twice. So I was like, you know, compared to Alex Smith, I'm like, man, let's go get this guy because this guy's a natural born winner. He comes to Kansas City. You know, you can you can bench or cut Alex, and he can take the team and to new heights. They drafted Mahomes, and you know, I was like, well, and and I and I asked Andy in that press conference, why did they you know do Mahomes over over uh, Watson? And he said that you know that they had saw both, and that that they, that they liked uh, 
They like what they saw. And Mahomes said that he was a rough, you know, he was still a little rough in the edges, so that gave him a chance to sit. Which told me, you know, my third ear told me was that, well, it had you, you know, if you, if somebody else would have drafted Mahomes, you would have, you would have gotten Watson. But you know, if you got Watson, now you got a quarterback battle on your hands because you can't, you can't sit here and say that Deshaun Watson needs to sit down and 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 sit on the bench behind Alex Smith. You can't tell me that after what we just saw the last two, two years this man playing on the highest stage. So, you know, look, you take Andy Reid and them, you know, they've been doing it much longer than I have. So, you know, and okay, cool. So, you know, we'll see what the man has. Now, when the Chiefs end up playing, playing Alex, uh, playing the uh, Texans later on that year, you know, uh, I think as a rookie, Sean Watson balled out in that game. I, I think the Chiefs might have still won that game, but I, but I think Sean Watson threw for 400 yards in that game and like five touchdowns. So I was like, hey, well, you know, I mean, it's could have been us, but you know, whatever. And 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 but then you know the last game against Denver, um, you know, Mahomes did his thing, and then the first game in Pittsburgh, uh, the following season he threw for six touchdowns, and you know the rest is history. Mm. Yeah, we were talking to uh, Hargrave, who plays for uh, San Francisco, but he was in Pittsburgh at the time. And we we're saying to my host that we knew then. <laughs> that yeah, 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 yeah. Because he he destroyed us. Uh, let me let me ask you just something again. Um, just sort of touch on the game. Uh, just your thoughts about uh, how the game unfolded. Uh, well, well, two things. I want to ask you about how the game unfolded and what you thought about the overtime decision by the 49ers to take the ball. Um, but before that, what do you think it's going to take for you know? For Kansas City to get back, do you see who you see not being with the team next year? Because they got a lot of free agents, uh, and it is compelling for them to win three straight. You know how hard it is, but who do you see not being there, and what do you think they need to like you know get to yet another level? Okay, so you asked me three questions. I'm trying to figure out in which order to answer them. You're a professional, uh, brother. Come on, man. You can figure I, it out. I, no, 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 no. I, I know, but I'm, I'm trying to see which one's the easiest to answer first and then and then work my way back. I'll be like, like oh, you asked me so many questions. Uh, no, it, no. So, so let, let me start with, let me start with, with, the, with how, how the game started. Um, I thought the Chiefs were just trying to give the game away because the defense calls in the fumble with Chris McCaffrey on the opening drive. I'm like, all right, man, hey, now you can go do something. But then the offense came right out and was three and out. I was like, are you serious? Like, come on now. And so it went back and forth a little bit. And then, you know, when, when the Chiefs had that big had that big play uh, to McCall Harbin, uh, and, and then and then Isaiah Pacheco fumbled the football, I was, just, you know, like like Travis Kelsey. I was like, are you serious? Like, come on, man. And so, you know, I didn't want to tackle Andy Reid, but that's, you know, that's, you know, that's how I felt like somebody tackled a play caller. Let's get you know. Let's get things started because the defense was a bend but don't break defense, and it was like they kept giving you opportunities and putting you in good position, you know, with these three and outs that they were that they were forcing the 49ers, and the offense just wasn't getting anything together and just wasn't getting anything moving. I'm like, y'all not helping yourselves out at all, and so it wasn't until obviously I think uh, the second half to you know where they got things going, and and it really almost like they got things going because of the because of the muff. Well, not the muff, but you know, because of the turnover after the punt, uh, he hit the hit the guy in the back of his foot, and the Chiefs recovered. And then Mahomes' first play, boom, hits the 16-yard touchdown pass to MVS, and now they're in the lead for the first time. That was when it was like, okay, now you know, now they just finally woke up. Um, so that's that's how I felt how the game was going to roll on. I was trying to figure out what was going on with the play calling, and I was like, man, if you really want Eric Bieniemy to come back, you know, I mean, you're really helping. You know, helping this shot, uh, uh, bad naked. Come on now. And so, going into the overtime, I was kind of shocked. Well, no, I wasn't shocked at all because had the Chiefs won, they were going to kick regardless because that's just their, their MO was always to defer, you know. And so, uh, and, and it just seemed like, it seemed like, according to Shanahan, they wanted to have the opportunity to, you know, if there was going to be a third possession, that they would that they would actually be able to go into sudden death. But thing is, how the Chiefs operate, knowing that they knew that both teams were going to get you know going to get possession and for whatever reason the 49ers didn't you know didn't know that. 
um, was was kind of surprising because what what was what, what was going to be the most interesting was that had time ran out in overtime, whether or not the 49ers would have thought they won the game, even though it would have just gone to a second a second overtime period, and you know, and, and folks would have just been trying to figure out why is the game not over with? They're leading, you know, uh, 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 twenty two to nineteen or whatever. And so the fact that you know that it didn't get to that they scored at the end uh, was pretty good. But yeah, for them to not know, I don't know if I would. I don't know if I would have ever admitted that uh, publicly right. uh, about that stuff because. It's been that way for two years, and you know, and and the one thing, and, and it's funny because they, they said they did not, they did not know the new over, the playoff overtime rule. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying, but 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 it, it, it had been in place for two years though, so that's that, that's the problem. You know, the fact that you didn't know it, that's a problem because it's been there for two years now. Whether it's a coaching or a player issue, that that remains to be seen. Well, all I, all me, I can let me, just, you, let me just say that the 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 crazy thing about it was yes. San Francisco players, you know, were saying after the game they didn't know the rules or whatever. But the Kansas City, you know, Mahomes and some other guys on the Chiefs said they not only said they knew the rules, but they were briefed on it extensively well, throughout well, the no, week. No. Well, no, no, that's what I was going to say because here's the thing: they they are briefed on it, and I remember asking this question, and I'm not sure if it was during the playoffs or not, but I but. But I know I asked this question because they told me, which I already knew the answer because I just know this is how Andy does it. They, they're they briefed on the rule changes and the rules every year in training. Actually, I think all teams are supposed to be briefed by, by the NFL. But, but, but they do their own briefing of all new rule changes and rules just to be made aware and just to keep in mind for as the season, you know, when the season progresses. So, so they knew in training camp last year about the overtime rule because – you got to remember this overtime rule affected them and, and the right. Buffalo Bills when it should have affected them in New England. You know, what I'm saying uh, the first time that Kansas City lost the AFC Championship game, so because they tried to get the rule changed back then and they voted it down. But when when it happened to Buffalo, now everybody wanted to you know had the outcry. Oh well, no, you know, both quarterbacks got to get it. And you know, his so what rules? Just for our listeners, explain the new rule. The new rule to San Francisco. Uh, did not know. Well, only in the playoffs, uh, both teams in overtime get you know both have possession of the ball. So so even if San Francisco would have came down and scored a touchdown on the opening kickoff or on the opening drive against Kansas City, the game would not have ended. Kansas City would have had an opportunity to come back down and score a touchdown, either kick an extra point, go to sudden death, or go for two and go for the win. Right. right, and I didn't realize right. that the clock didn't matter either. You know, at the, towards the end of that overtime, before Mahomes threw the game-winning touchdown, yeah. you know, that clock was running down. I think they might have scored when the clock it was ran three out. seconds left. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I remember I thinking I myself saying. like, they're not calling timeout. Like, what? You know, I was confused myself in terms of you know what's up with the clock. Does that matter or not? Turned out it didn't. But I didn't get an explanation to that until after the game. Well, yeah, and again, that's what I was saying. Like again. I knew. I mean, Kansas City media knew this. I mean, we, we, this is stuff that we just. Andy Reid is kind of like Belichick to, to, where, to, to where they always try to make sure that they cover everything. You know, two minutes like they'll they'll spend like the Friday or I think as uh, this past week the Saturday, you know, touchdown or, or the end zone. You know, that that you know two minute type stuff. That type of stuff. That's the stuff that they that they work on. So this that was never uh, any concern for them. Because they knew the rule. I mean, and, and so again, I wanted to see a little bit of chaos. You know, I'm I'm down in the tunnel, so so you know we were kind of watching television. I wanted to see what's going to happen if it got down to zero zero. You know, and the Chiefs were still, you know, and it's in the second and third or something like that. You know, what I'm saying if, if people would have again, clock ends or whatever, and and the quarter ends, whether or not 49ers fans would have been running out on the 49ers would have been running out on the field and confetti popping like, no, nah, the game's not over with. So. You know, because all it would have done was go into the next, uh, go into the next quarter and switch flip the field, yep. and the Chiefs, you know, go down there, and they, you know, and then whatever. And now, if they kick a field goal, now you're in sudden death. If they score, then that's the game, and then people would have been like, you know, and then you would have had more people with the script and the NFL, you know, conspiracy and Taylor Swift. Stuff, so. <laughs> what would, and explain the conspiracy. What were, I, I, you know, I mean this. 
Oh this man, is- you know the, the NFL is rigged for you know for the Chiefs because of their relationship with Taylor Swift now. Which look, man, I hey, I you know. Before the Super Bowl, you know, before the matchup, everybody's talking about, you know, the script was of uh, the, the Ravens and the and the 49ers because of the logo, you know, because of the Super Bowl logo, how much purple it had in there, you know. Saying, <laughs> then all of a sudden, you know, saying the way, you know, the way that Kansas City had to win on the road and Taylor Swift was showing up at all the games. Well, all the NFL just wants them to, you know, wants the Chiefs to win because Taylor Swift is gone. And I'll just, and I, you know, and look, I get Roger, I'll get Goodell credit for this. Even he's smart enough to realize, man, look, we can't script something like that. Right. You know, I mean, uh, I ain't gonna give him credit for some other stuff, but people I'll always give him gonna have for that. something to say, man. People always gonna have something to say, no matter. Yeah, what. the conservatives are afraid that that Taylor Swift is going to endorse, you know, because she has endorsed things like, you know, uh, voting. So, yeah, she's, she's, she's anti-Trump. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. No, I mean, clearly. So they're thinking that they want Chiefs to win because they figure that she's going to endorse. Uh, Biden, or is going to say, I mean, Adam Doris Biden, but I want Donald Trump to be as far away from the White House as humanly possible, you know. Uh, and 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 I think Mahomes, I think has those kind of sensibilities too. And I think, you know, remember the last presidential election was done. It was sort of like in the uh, uh, in, in the era of pandemic, you know, right. when everybody's kind of underground. This everybody's going to be trying to get as many public endorsements as possible. You know, so anyway, let me let me ask you this: Before we go down that road, um, who do you think? I asked you before. Oh, uh, who's not going to be there? Yeah, who do you think may not be, and what do you think they need to get to the next level? If if well, there's a wish list. if if well, they it's do Chris have Jones a number of players. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. So, what was your question, Jamal? Is Chris Jones coming back? They are going to try to work on getting Chris Jones. We asked Andy Reid about that yesterday, Brett Veach. The, the first thing that they're going to have to do is they're going to have to uh, rework, restructure Mahomes' contract, which they've done every year, so it's, it's no biggie. I mean, he, he's not going anywhere. And trust me, I tell you, if they, if they, whatever they do to lower his cap it and this stretches out to eternity, <laughs> they are perfectly fine with paying for it. So, so they'll. They'll restructure it, and I'm not sure if you just look at uh, – when you say restructure, I'm not sure if it's more so he gets more of his salary up front as a signing bonus that, you know, lowers the, lowers the cap hit. Um, but they're definitely – you know, but one thing he, he's always wanted to do was make sure there was money there for Chris Jones and uh, this time as well, Legere, Le, Legereus Sneed earned his mm. money. No now, kidding. He, they, they, those corners played great. Yep. Yeah, and so, and, and, and so whether or not, whether or not you know you, you're talking about franchise tagging them, um, you know you hope it doesn't come to that. But you know, but the thing is, he needs to get some kind of generational wealth type money. And so, granted, I think if you tag him this year, it might be about fourteen million, which is a good you know obviously one year pay, and then you see, and then you know, and, uh, I, but. But you can also, you know, saying sign. I mean, you have it to where you can sign he and Chris Jones to to to, to, to long term deals. Um, the one thing that I I noticed that they did last year, uh, or they did two years ago. Well, no, I guess well, yeah, two years ago when they traded Tyreek Hill, they drafted a lot of defensive players. Well, they you know they they drafted ten rookies, and all of them made the team, and all of them contributed to, to the Super Bowl winning team. So. What you what what they what they allowed players like McCall Hardman and other players to do was once they got out of their rookie deals they let them they let another team sign them to you know quote unquote generational wealth money if they if they got long term deals um, McCall obviously found his way back and we saw how it paid dividends for the Chiefs when he returned will be another matter but the thing is what I see is is that they're drafting a lot of rookies playing these rookies. On and first year player on, on on these rookie deals to where you only have big money for so many allotted players that you can bring in or, or try to resign, and then when, when their time is up, you let other teams you know sign them, and you just keep you know doing that cycle. So it it'll be because again, you got Rasheed Rice, you're not going to see all the same wide receivers on this team next year, obviously. Um, uh, at the at the amount of money that MVS has made, 
granted, he did help you win another Super Bowl, but but that's coming out of steep price when the production is not showing throughout the regular season. So I'm not sure whether or not he's back on the team this year. I think you save about three to six million dollars in cash space if you cut him now. You could cut him, or you could even restructure his contract, and he can play for a lot less to stay in Kansas City because he knows he might not get that someplace else because of you know because of what because again I tell you all the time what you put on tape is what you put on tape. So I could see a scenario where they're going to try to re-sign as many of the players that they can. But you also don't want to. But you also don't want to suppress their market. You know, I mean, if they want to stay in Kansas City because they want to try to go for a three P, and you can work something out to where you're not, you know, you're not insulting them by, you know, by giving them, and looking. And it could all just be one year deals, you know. But you know, outside of Jones and Steed or whatever, some of these other players, uh, you know, some could be two year deals to where again you still kind of take less cap hit stuff, but you know, but you give them. Uh, a one year, you know, one a two year deal, but you know, the second year is a team option, um, you know, and, and then you still get a chance to bring in a quote unquote top wide receiver, so to speak. Because as good as Rasheed Rice is, and I and I believe he he's played himself to be a one B receiver, I still think you need a speedster, a a, a, a big. A, I prefer a, a big, fast receiver on, on the other side, a T. Higgins, someone. And, and uh, look, Mike Evans isn't fast, but Mike Evans is consistent where you know he's going to get you a thousand. He's, he's going to catch that pass from you. Now, I know he says he doesn't want to leave Tampa. That's fine. Um, you know, MVS can stay on the team, but he can't He he, he can't be on the other side of, of Rasheed Rice dropping Who do you think that person would be there? I mean, just as a wish list, who do you think that that big time – Receiver would be, do you, do you, and how do you think? Uh, I would go with T. Higgins first and foremost because it it one it helps the Chiefs and, and it hurts. The that's Bengals. a lot. That's a lot of money, right? I I'm, I'm, just, I'm, I'm look. Just, because I'm looking at it like this year. You know, I was looking at this year. Where <laughs> most people thought the Chiefs would would come up a little short as far as uh, the Super Bowl. Well, I and I looked, and when I look when I looked at it, it was it was because of that reason. It was because I felt like. They did not. They were not willing to put that money into that wide receiver spot, thinking that, that Mahomes could but, still but, get it done. I mean, it turns uh, out they were right. But well, no, no, that, no. That no. I, I, I got to push back. I got to push back because they did. They did. The, they did. But the problem was when Baltimore signed OBJ to the eighteen million dollar deal, that priced out. That priced out a lot of wide receivers that, that they were because, truth be told, they talked about. Uh, they were in negotiations to bring OBJ in at around four and a half million and, and DeAndre Hopkins. But once, you know, but, but, but once they were trying, once Baltimore was trying to convince uh, Lamar Jackson that they were serious about winning and serious about signing him and they signed him, they signed OBJ to that outlandish one year, $18 million deal. Well, that just priced them out of a lot of wide receivers because once they saw that money, then, you know, everybody's like, well, hell, if he can get it, you know, and he ain't half the player. He didn't even play half the, you know, most of last year. Then, then, uh, yeah, then you know that was easy for, for them to be priced out of the wide receiver market because they were trying to get DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, as much as people hate about it, they they did try to get DeAndre Hopkins. But once once OBJ signed that, uh, you know, signed that magic number eighteen million. DeAndre Hopkins' price went up, and the Chiefs just couldn't afford it at the time because they were still dealing with cap issues with Chris Jones being, you know, not not coming into camp and holding out. So they were so, you know, so they were dealing with those with those issues. Yeah. So let me ask you this, man, before we let you uh, go and wrap this section. And again, man, thanks so much. I'm finally glad that from Germany to uh, <laughs> Vegas, here we got you on the show, and hopefully you'll come back. Uh, when they three, well, if I get invited back, I mean, I just can't crash the stream now because I will. Well, I'll can. crash every you got week. The link. You, got, you have the link now. You can always just say, well, <laughs> just get come on the show, man. You got, you know, you're a two time winning Super Bowl broadcaster now. Uh, well, three so what times. Do you you think know, that, I don't forget Miami, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, two things. Do you think Tyreek Hill regrets his decision to leave? And what do you think, what does this do for Mahomes's? A legacy in your in, in your mind. So two things: uh, Do you think Tyreek Hill is regretting his decision to leave, uh, and what do you think this does for Mahomes? 
I don't, I don't think he regrets it. I mean, you know, because at the end of the day, you always want to go home if you can. I mean, he had won a Super Bowl, and and you know, would have loved to have gone back to back. You know, the team fell short that year. You know, but he also felt that he, you know, it was time for him to get paid, and 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 at the time, the Chiefs wanted they were going to pay him as well. But what happened? DeAndre Hopkins got thirty million dollars. I mean, you know, and so and so, you know, no, 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 it wasn't DeAndre Hopkins at first. It was um, uh, gosh, the the wide receiver, right? Who? Well, it was. It wasn't uh, Christian Kirkson. I think it might have been that uh, Christian Kirkson. One of those wide receivers had got a had got an enormous amount of money, and it was like, why is this receiver getting this kind of money? And then and then DeAndre Hopkins, when he got traded, when he signed and trader, got traded to um, or signed with Las Vegas for the amount of money he got. Well, of course, you know Drew Rosenhaus being his, you know, being his agent, you know, I mean, Tyreek wanted wanted the bag, and the Chiefs were willing to do it, but you know, I mean, but it was like it was like you got to remember you're in Kansas City versus you know Miami, and then you know you think about Miami and Florida. You know, the, you know, the, you don't have to deal with the state tax, and then there were other issues that Tyreek, you know, dealing with off the field. You know, baby mamas and babies and stuff like that. So, it, you know, and, and plus his family, you know, he, he his family wanted, you know, wanted to be in the nice warm weather. So, yeah, you know, it, it, it look, it worked out better for everybody. He got his money, he got his ring. Chiefs still won without him. Did they get? Did he his wife get divorced? Then they file for a divorce. No, well, it was on it was on the court it was on the court dockets, but they were at the they were at the uh, NFL honors together. So yeah, this, they uh, reconciled real quick, real, real quick. quick. I think I take the money. Yeah, quickly. So let me let me and 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 uh, yeah. and you asked another question. I'm sorry. What, what was the second question? Well, Jamal may have a better question. Oh no. What? Uh, let me ask you this. This will go against your uh, your self interest, but. But in terms of in terms of all these other quarterbacks out here, right? Huh? And I'm specifically like a Lamar Jackson. What's it going to take for them to get to get by Mahomes? No, you know what? That's a that's a good question. And and to be honest, I don't. It's this is a serious question that people people actually need to need to be more more serious about. It, it it's going to be difficult because it's a mindset, man. And and it's and it, and it, not only is it. Uh, Mahomes, but it's Kelsey. It's any. I mean, it's it's the culture, man. I mean, you, you've got to. It, it's got to be something inside of you, man, because it takes a lot. Like, for what Tom Brady did to come down to instill what he had into in, into that Bucks uh, Bucks organization for them to be able to do what they did to win that Super Bowl that year, man. It it it, it takes a lot, and and I don't know whether or not. Players or teams are willing to make the ultimate sacrifice that that it's going to take to you know to when the rubber meets the road. Look, you can say everybody can say that they want to win. I I feel like people do want to win. However, it start it starts in training camp, starts in the offseason, starts it starts with the work that you do. You know, people see all you know people see all the you know the SPs and stuff and the and Travis and 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 Patrick and all the stuff that they do, but they still don't see the work. I mean, you know, these brothers work and, you know, I, I know, I know, uh, uh, Patrick's trainer, Bobby Strope and, you know, and, and, and the players, when, when they go down to Texas with Pat, like they put the work in and, and, and then that work translate to training camp practice and stuff like that. So, so, so when people talk about what it's going to take in the mindset, I'm saying, you know, I, I, me and Rob Parker get into it all the time because like you're home. I said, no, I see what they do every day because they talk about it. You know, what I mean, you know, look, I, I, I've grown up with this type of mentality, so I know what it takes for, you know, to see a winner, and this is what they do on a day-to-day basis. So when it comes playoff time, there is a there is a a point in the season where it's like, man, let's just. Win the division because once you win the division, you guarantee the home game, so you're good. You're in the playoff. Now, now, now it becomes about seeding. But for them, it's like you know, their season has been 19, 20, 21 games over the last six years. It's like it becomes a mental thing. So, so, so the first thing you have to do, you have to be Kansas City mentally. 
And if right. you can't do that because because they're mentally strong because of the length of the seasons that they have to go through to try to get back each and every time to the Super Bowl because that's all that they care about right now. You got to remember the worst that they have done in Mahomes' is a career start as a starter is an overtime loss in the AFC Championship game. That's the worst that they have done. Yeah, the best they've done is, of course, you know, three-time Super Bowl champion, and the and the, the other time, you know, they lost in the Super Bowl. So, I, I mean, you you have to be able to get your mind focused and 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 train on like, what are you willing to sacrifice? What are you willing to give up? Even during the COVID year, Mahomes and his wife was pregnant. His wife was pregnant and, and just got to having their, their first kid. He moved out of the house and stayed in the hotel that football season. A, so so you know neither one would get COVID, and B, so he could focus on trying to get this team to get back to the Super Bowl back to back years that they did. I'm saying so 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 if you are willing to make those type of sacrifices, and other players made those types of sacrifices on the team as well, then I don't know to tell you. I I don't know. I don't know how you're gonna beat them. Yeah. No, I, I definitely think. Uh... And again, Smith is great. I guess it's great, Darren Smith. Yeah, I, I definitely. I I thought this for the past three or four years that that Mahomes is definitely in Lamar's head. I think that he he He's set up he set up shop in Lamar's head. I think you know. Although you say Mahomes doesn't play Lamar, I think Lamar is pressing. You know, I think he just presses, and I think he was really pressing in that game. So you're right. And I think you know Mahomes. Well, the same can be said for, for Josh Allen as well. Uh, huh. I said the same can be said for Josh Allen and Herbert and some of these other quarterbacks. Because you got to remember, every time that they go up against Mahomes, they always feel like they got to outduel him. Mahomes is trying to win the game. They're always trying to make sure they got better stat numbers that they look better, you know, because the NFL is trying to promote, you know, Mahomes versus boom, Mahomes versus boom. And it's like Mahomes is comparing himself to Brady and Montana. You know, and I mean that that that's that's his competition, while everybody else is trying to compete against Mahomes. Mahomes is competing against his own legacy, so right. that's 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 generally their first mistake right there, is that is, is that they feel like they had they got to go tit for tat with Mahomes. Said, you no, know, you just try to win the ball game, however you win it. Right, right, right. Well, good luck to everybody else. I mean, look, look. I'm sitting there spilling the secret sauce, you know, for for people to understand what it's going to take to 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 beat the, to beat the Chiefs because they're not going to beat themselves. Right, but you know, it's for you know, all these dynasties they don't win every year. You know, it's just right. that's just there's if there's any sport you got to worry about injuries is football. So they've they've been lucky in terms of not having injuries to their best guys at the at the wrong moments. Yeah. So you know, maybe maybe that's what it takes. And we'll see, you know, as far as Lamar goes, I feel like, you know, he's, you know, and I said this a couple weeks ago, you know, now he's gotten to a level that he he's never gotten to. So hopefully next time he's more comfortable in that situation, Baltimore, you know, they have a, they have a good team. Can they, can they come back and have that same type of regular season and then be more prepared for that next level? And then you hope, and then on top of that, you hope that, that the chiefs have some, some uh, bad luck. That's what you need right there. That's, that's the formula. Yeah, well, I want to see the one a third straight. Now that we're down this road, I like uh, you, Bill. See, Bill. See, see, Bill. That's why you're rooting against always... that. I'm not rooting against that. I love Mahomes. I like Mahomes, man, a lot. You know, I, like I was, was rooting. Let me ask you that. I was, you know, I I had picked the Chiefs to, you know, I picked the Chiefs to beat Josh Allen. Kind of saw. It. I picked the Ravens. I think that was more hope than anything. Than, <laughs> and then I picked the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. But I, you know, I was a little nervous. Definitely the first half, I was nervous. Second, I was nervous in, up until the end. And I want to know, were you nervous? Because you've seen this over and over again. Did you did you have that utmost confidence he was going to come through? Yeah, because as always, they for, for for whatever reason they they leave too much time on the clock for, for my homes. Right. And so, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I you know, I mean, and and, and the thing is, Mahomes gets it now. You know, it, it's, it's like. He didn't. He wasn't trying to go for the home run ball, you know. Saying to put the right. ball in harm's way, you know. Saying like when it was, when it was third, yeah, you know, when it when it's third and six, you know, he dropped back and just took off, you know. I mean, and next year he got nineteen yards. Um, so, yeah, he he if he, he finally knows he finally knows how to play the game from the neck up, and and, and will do 
you know, would do things only only if the defense gives it to him. How much longer do you do you think uh, do you think Kelsey has? Because you know, as you keep thinking of replacing pieces, and that's what remember that's what uh, uh, New England did. They would always they knew how to replace a piece before it needed to be replaced. Uh, well, well, in Kansas City, they're not trying to do the New England thing. They're doing the Kansas City thing, and their thing is Kelsey is is. Batman to Mahomes is Superman. And so what you do is to extend, because obviously Kelsey's a little bit older, to extend him, that's why you've got to get a, 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 another top flight wide receiver. You've got to because that was that was the beauty of, of Tyreek. Tyreek is stretched the field, and you and you got Kelsey underneath. But that also helped extend Kelsey's career. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, you know, the last two seasons, usually you, you helped a little bit. But but the last two years has been has been more stressful on Kelsey because you had to utilize him a lot more because you didn't have you know you didn't have uh, complementary weapons on, on the outside. You get that now you can you know now Kelsey can play you know uh, another couple of seasons you know oh you know okay because now now Mahomes can actually spread the ball around more frequently to where to where he's not taking as much punishment on his body. Right. right, and that's what right. this just makes it's it's really scary now, like you like you kind of intimated. I mean, now that that Mahomes was able to win this style, you know, without a big time wide receiver, back to back. you know, back to back without a big time wide receiver, whereas you know early in his career he did it with his arm, he was throwing for six touchdowns and all that kind of stuff, and now he can do it the other way on top of that. So if they were to bring in, if he's able to get a big time wide receiver. Next year, I can't. I mean, that is scary. I just can't imagine because then, now he has both. Now he knows he can win it with his arms, but he doesn't have to, and he's smarter, right? Hey, so hey. I just, I don't know. I don't know, man. Hey, let me ask you this for again the rest of the league. Yeah, uh, again, before I let you go, you know, we keep referring to uh, trying to kick me off, Bill. <laughs> yeah, no, no, seriously, no. Before that's the play. Before he goes, oh, yeah, before I gotta go. Yeah. Just say that. Just say that. <laughs> you know, let you. <laughs> Let you let you brothers get the fuck out of here. Um, but no, um, we always refer to um, Mahomes. You know, we talk about black quarterbacks, and we easily group Mahomes in that. What and you you've known him for well, years, black. huh? Well, no, he, I was going to ask you that. Black. I mean, yeah, he do, he goes to a black barbershop. and I think even during the first Super Bowl, we asked him the question something like, "Well, what do you think about?" We didn't want to ask him directly about. Because, you know, some people are weird about that. But he does not seem to be weird about that. He seems to be – I've heard him at some points where he refers to himself as as a black – I mean, you know, he doesn't seem to have a problem. No, he's being, black. He knows he's black. He, he doesn't He doesn't hide it. He, he, he's black. Yeah. Well, good. Case closed. Uh, in yeah. fact, I was at a barbershop last year in Phoenix, uh, and we did a thing on which – uh, which black barbershop would be cheering for either Hertz or Mahomes? You know, who who was a black barbershop cheering for, Mahomes or Hertz? And one guy, the owner of the shop, is a brother. He said, "Well, first we thank Hertz. Then I saw his dad on this post. You know, when they beat Cincinnati, we saw his dad. He said, oh, man, his dad like a real brother. I mean, he was like at the cigar, <laughs> was talking trash. He said, oh, well, we have to kind of reevaluate." Yeah, <laughs> you know, so yeah, but you, no, you but those, those conversations I can't have on on on, on camera. So let me let's just. <laughs> you know, I did think it's it's something that nobody could ask my own because his dad had gotten a DUI leading up right. to the Super Bowl, and probably had it been anyone else less respected, that would have been a theme. That could have easily been the theme of the Super Bowl, but I didn't hear not one person ask Mahomes about his dad. Leonard, did you? No, they did. No, no, no. Someone asked, and he said it was a it was a private family matter, and that's all he was going to say about it. And that was that. It was. It, I mean, it wasn't no. the Kansas City. I mean, we ain't you know we ain't stupid. You know, I mean, I knew uh, I, I knew about the arrest the night it happened. So, you know, but I wasn't gonna I yeah. wasn't gonna break no news or whatever. That wasn't my place. Well. Would have been my place, but I wasn't going to do it because I'm too close to the situation. So I wasn't going to touch so, it. 
So we haven't seen his dad or his brother. That that might be that might be Mahomes' was, was biggest. His dad, his dad wasn't at the Super Bowl. His dad wasn't there. Was his father his there? Was, there? His dad. His dad was there. Mm-hmm. Just on you know, the road. He was really underground. Yeah. Anyway, hey, look, man, I hey, guess hey, you've hey. been. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's wrap yeah. it up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> hey, Dad, brother, I'm, 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 I'm in trouble, man. No, no, but you know, this is you know, you know, this this is Bill Road North Sports. So we we t- we touch these these uh these racial issues and the and the and the and the um, you know, the Mahomes thing is true. You know, we all well, you know, I'm in group chats. I got people who black people who kind of question Mahomes is you know blackness, quote unquote. I'm not one of those people who does that, but. You know that is like an issue out there, and you know from from every you know from, from what you say from everything I've heard, he does carry himself as a as a black man. You remember uh, the book that was written on black quarterbacks by uh, uh, Jason Reed, right? Yeah. He, you know, there are a lot of quarterbacks, including include you know including you know a lot of yeah. quarterbacks who didn't want to participate, right? In that, right. but it, but Mahomes did, right? Yeah. So I do think it's important, uh, you know, to put out there that, you know, how he carries himself. He's not running. There, there have been straight up people who 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 nobody questions whether they're everybody knows that's a black quarterback. That, he's a black man that don't want to deal with this issue that will that will shy away from the issue. Well, and he's not one of those people. Yeah, frankly, Lamar, I mean, for all you know, I really like what Lamar represents. But, you know, Lamar ain't out there trying to beat no drums. You know, right for that kind of stuff. Where, where, you know, uh, um, uh, who the hell are we talking about? Oh. Mahomes did. Mahomes did step up. He stepped up during COVID. Remember, he triggered the video. You know, uh, he's the one who got the the voting machines, and so he has. He has man, stepped up. Here, here's the thing, man. You can't have that kind of responsibility or that that type of platform and not utilize it properly. Mahomes and look, I you know I don't know if y'all try to beat around a bush rider. You know, look, Mahomes knows you know saying that you know people look at him. You know, when he first came, whatever, kind of funny because you know got a white you know at the time he had a white girlfriend and you know now white wife like you know they had been together since since they were in high school and stuff like that and 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 you know kids and mixed and you know people like well you know they gonna get some color I mean they'll get some color any kid you know it'll it'll happen. But you know, but the thing is, it it's never been lost on him because of how he was raised and where he came from and stuff like that. I know his people, I know his family. You know, when 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 they played the Buffalo Bills, I had the good fortune of treating his auntie and treating his grandfather, uh, Johnny Mahomes, the the the, 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 uh, the architect. I, I like to call him of uh, of the Mahomes dynasty. You know, first with Pat Senior and then. And then, uh, and then Patrick Jr. or Patrick second, and you know, I mean, look, just knowing those people and 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 where they come from, you know, that's just that's I mean, that's just who he is. That you know, that's that's who he is as a person. Now, you know, whether or not there was a whole whole bunch of black females where where he was growing up from or going to school. No, I'm, I'm not being funny. Right. Now, I don't know because you know, because yeah, you because know, I mean, well. If you heard, if you heard his father, if you heard his father on on uh, on on uh, the yeah, a couple of few, a couple of weeks before the Super Bowl, he talked about he, you know, he saw he, he met he met Patrick's mother at the liquor store and said, "You're gonna have my baby." And I was like, "Come on, man, you don't really say it like that." And you know, and they go make a child, and here comes Mahomes. You know, so he was he was you know, had no stories for just a, a while. He, He's a wild boy, but um, no, I mean, he's, you know, past legit. You know, you just have to, he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't have to wear it on his sleeve because of the money that he's making to prove a point. You know I mean? He, he has done stuff. He's got a charitable foundation that raises a ton of money, gives a lot of money, does a lot of stuff in the community. It just, you know, I mean, everything, he didn't have to do it for show to prove a point is, I guess, is my, is my biggest point. You know, yeah. I've never, you know, if, if if there was a if there was a situation that I felt 
was worthy enough to garner the attention that I needed to press them on or get something or do something when I would ask them. But I, it, it just, it just, nothing has been like that since now, you know. And again, every situation in for everybody. I was in a situation last year, small example, um, at my at my old house. You know, me, me and my ex, we, we were living together. And just out of nowhere, because of some people that lived next door to us, which again, you don't know from man to moon, our house got got shot up in the, in the middle of a drive-by. I'm talking about I had like maybe 45 bullets, and you know, going you know going going across the house through through the living room upstairs and shot up my Escalade and stuff like that. And it was like you know, and old lady freaking out. I'm like, man, and, and mind you know, I'm sitting at home at the time. I was supposed to be I was supposed to be in Chicago for the Champions Classic. And I was just sitting on the couch watching the game when the first time our house got shot up happened. The second time, the second time I think was like on Christmas Eve or yeah, it was Christmas Eve. And um, and she was she was at the casino, headed home, and she called me and and you know and, and on the way home she decided to do a Uber Eats order for whatever reason, which I'm glad she did because. During that time, the house got shot up again at like two something in the morning. She would have been home, finished setting up the stuff in the living room when the drive-by would have taken place and could have been killed. So, you know, and and, and she wasn't there. I started to say that happened that people from the Chiefs found out about it. And, you know, I didn't make a big deal about it. But like someone like Frank Clark, because of the relationship that you have with the players, you know, sent me some money to take care of some stuff when I didn't even ask. You know, say just like, hey, bro, you know, heard what happened. You know, take care of this. You know, boom, you need some more. Let me know. I was like, you know, and Mark Donovan, you know, the, the president of the Chiefs, you know, saying uh, help me out on some on getting some information stuff to make sure that it wasn't any type of retaliation as really, you know, because I'm sitting right there. I didn't do that. I didn't, you know, I actually with nobody's girl that I'm, you know, that I'm not aware of. I got a girl. So I'm like, okay, I ain't do nothing crazy. So. Um, so, yeah, so it, it wasn't a retaliation for us. It just happened to be people next door and just just where our house was situated at. So, you know, and so if I, you know, if, if, if I would have pressed Mahomes like, yo, can we do something? Can we help something? He would have. But, you know, but I don't, you know, but I don't get down like that. But, you know, well, man, players and stuff. Well, first of all, man, thanks for sharing that. I'm just glad you're okay. I thought the moral story was that you go you you move next to my home. <laughs> <laughs> I was gone. <laughs> I'm in the wrong neighborhood. Now listen, our guest has been the great Darren Smith. He's with KLKC 1540, uh, Kansas City. Long time, uh, uh, a long time broadcaster. He's covered uh, the Chiefs since 1993. Uh, he's a, he's our expert, resident PhD on Mahomes. Hey Darren, thank you so much, man. Glad that uh, you joined us. Hope you have have you on again. Yes, sir. And, thank uh, you, thank you, gentlemen, so very much. Yeah, no, it's been great. Um, all right, Jamal, you got anything else to say before we leave? No, no, uh, Darren. Of course, thanks for joining us. This was uh, this was great talking about Mahomes. Uh, I'm sure next next season when the NFL starts, we'll be right back at it, yep. and uh, we'll see if he can, uh, you know, if they can get this three P done. It'll be fun to watch. Uh, for the audience, thanks for listening as always. Uh, keep following us on social media at BrosPod on Twitter, at BrosPod on Instagram. Uh, check us out on YouTube, Bill Roden on Sports. Of course, we are brought to you by Bet Online. So, Super Bowl is over. Hope you made some money on the Chiefs. I, I made a little money on the Chiefs, so I'm a little I'm happy about that. You're welcome. I was, a little, like I said, I was nervous. I was nervous in that, in that you know, overtime in fourth quarter, but they came through. Uh, but we'll be back next week, and I guess we'll be talking about something other than football. Uh, Bill, did you, did you, Bill, did you know the NBA? You know NBA season's going on. Bill, did you hear about really? that? It, it is started. Yeah, yeah, and then they got an All Star game coming up. Front. I don't know. Somebody said, uh, one well, of my colleagues, Justin Tinsley, said the, the greatest thing about the Super Bowl that it brings us one more, one step for, for closer to the beginning of the next season. So, <laughs> Facts. You know, exactly. Thanks again, uh, everybody, and uh, be careful. Keep praying. God bless.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.